The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oliver Seligman is an author and speaker on mental health. As a meditation teacher with 20 years of experience, he is an expert on the workings of the mind and on guiding people to inner peace. And he's here with us today. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Toby. Very well indeed. Great. Now, you've got a new book out called Befriending Bipolar, A Patient's Perspective. So can you just tell us a little bit about the premise of that book, first of all? Well, the book is based on my experiences with bipolar type 1, which I've had since I was about 17. And it's really a story of my journey with it. Initially, really denying that I had it and just sort of getting on with life, which worked quite well for about 10 years. But then the, the illness started to catch up on me. And it kind of revealed itself to me in in much more, um, I would say, damaging ways. And so the rest of the book is me talking about how I came to terms with that and what helps me and what doesn't. And eventually, I feel I've come to a place where I've befriended bipolar. Mm. And that's the that's the basis for the book. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Do you feel that you have to befriend your disease in order to tackle it in a way? Well, I think I think everyone's journey is individual. Mm. And I know that a lot of people and organisations talk about fighting certain illnesses. It's very common for people to fight cancer or to fight uh, mental health problems. But my experience was that that was not the most effective way for me. And that it really wasn't such a good idea to fight something that is such an intrinsic part of me. Mm. So I was kind of beaten down by, by life and by the illness and also by my attitude to it to come to a place where I started to accept it. Yeah, definitely. And then things really started to change for the better. Hmm. And it's interesting that you mentioned you have bipolar type 1, because I've got to be honest, I never knew there were different types. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that, because <laughs> before I started writing the book, which was about a year ago, I had no idea either. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've learned quite a lot about, about the illness just by doing a bit of investigation. Mm. And what are the differences then between bipolar type 1 and I don't know how many others there are, but at least one other? Yeah, it's a good question. From, from what I've read, bipolar type 1 is, is classified as having sort of serious depressions yeah. and serious manias that, that sometimes require hospital treatment. Mm. You can also have a thing called psychosis within bipolar type 1. 
And by polar type two, you can still have serious depressions, but generally speaking, you would have a thing called hypomania, yeah. which is not quite as, as serious as mania, uh, but can still have a pretty big impact on people's lives. And you would tend not to have psychoses. Uh, there are other types as well, but sort of cyclorhythmia or something. But I, I don't actually know anything about those. All right. OK. You've written in the book about things that have helped you along the way. What are some of those things? Well, that's a good question. I think probably one of the most important would be learning to ask for help. Mm. I think for me, I tried to kind of just get on with things by myself. And, you know, I took a bit of help here and there, but I never really stepped back from the illness and, and kind of admitted that I really was actually, I had and I have quite a serious mental illness and yeah. I perhaps need to uh, have more support in that. So that would be the first one. The second one would be really becoming more honest about my illness. Yeah. Um, it's not always the best thing to do. There are certain situations where people can't really be honest because their life will suffer so much. Yeah. But more and more people are becoming more understanding about mental illness. So that's becoming more, a more sort of feasible approach for people. Yeah, definitely. So where did you get the idea to write a book about your own experiences then? Well, it was really lockdown. Oh. Lockdown started and I've written a couple of books before and it just became obvious to me that I wanted to write about my experiences mm. and write about them in a way that could potentially help other people and yeah. open up more and more awareness around mental mental illness which a lot of people are doing these days yeah definitely and have you found that the lockdown has just definitely helped you have a little bit more time to focus on the book that you know you wouldn't normally have yes it's been uh, for, for me i've i've had a fairly straightforward lockdown yeah. i've uh, i've had enough food and water and i live with my wife who i get on with very well hmm. and we've had a good time and we've had plenty of time to to focus on on different projects so for me the the lockdown's been uh, been very constructive yeah and in terms of bipolar itself is it predictable or can you not really know what it's going to be like on a day-to-day -day basis again it's, it's very different for different people but i, I can mm. only talk for myself but these days it's fairly predictable mm. i'm on a, i'm on a medication called lithium which keeps me it keeps me well and so I can function pretty well in life. I, I do struggle with the side effects of that drug quite a lot. That's probably the biggest challenge at the moment is mm. I get a lot of headaches. I get a lot of, sort of aching. I can't do very much sport and exercise, which can be a very good thing to do for, for mental health. So that's a bit of a struggle sometimes. But generally speaking, I'm a, I'm a happy, peaceful guy. Yeah, definitely. Do you find that overall it's better to be on those medications even though you have these downsides? Yeah, I actually tried to. I, I was on lithium for about 10 years yeah. and it worked well in that it stopped me from becoming seriously ill. And that's obviously mm. huge, a huge bonus. Yeah. But I also struggled because I couldn't really feel very much. My emotional life became quite, quite sort of dead. And mm. I, as time went on, I started getting more and more side effects. So there came a, a time when I wanted to see if I could do without lithium. But for me, that was a complete disaster. Yeah. I, I spent about four years uh, being very sick and experiencing psychoses and depressions and, and manias and eventually went back on lithium. And luckily it stabilized me again. And now I'm on a, a lower level of lithium, which so I have fewer side effects than I used to have, which is, which is a blessing. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But I can still prevent the, the serious parts of, of the illness. Mm. And is bipolar a permanent disease then? I'm told so, yeah. I'm told that as far as the medical community is concerned, once you're diagnosed with that, then you you probably have it for life. Mm. It is certainly true that some people sort of outgrow it. I think uh, to to some degree, I think a lot of people, they get more and more, they get better and better at dealing with it. So they become more and more kind of streetwise and they know themselves more and they set up their life in a way that supports uh, managing their illness better and better. So for a lot of people, it does get better over time, but not for everyone. Yeah, definitely. At the very least, it's long term then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So are there any ways other than medication that you find just ease the symptoms? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, meditation has been very, very helpful. Yeah. Uh, a, a specific meditation actually called Ascension Meditation, as taught by the Bright Path, has been uh, a big help for me. Not really when I've been ill. When, when I'm ill, it's not good for me to meditate. But in the in the the long periods when I'm stable, it's helped me to identify a lot of the negativity in my mind and let that go. And it's also helped me to identify this sort of stillness or what a lot of people would call it the present moment these days and to become more present. And therefore, naturally, I, I start to enjoy life more and I worry less, but I'm also more able to spot the early, early warning signs of yeah. an episode coming so that's that's a good thing yeah that's a good idea and i think a lot of people have found that generally during lockdown just taking one day at 
better time. Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's interesting with lockdown because, you know, like so many of these big things that happen to us or happen to humanity, yeah. um, sometimes people have to be a bit careful about what they say because obviously some people have had a really tough lockdown Yeah, and I don't want to belittle that at all. But I also, I know of a lot of people who have benefited tremendously from lockdown, just from the slowing down, from, from getting a chance to really look at their life and what's important to them. And from being able to sort of get themselves out of the rat race and into a situation where they can focus more on what they think is important rather than what they feel they have to. Yeah, that's for sure. And a lot of people can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did this book actually take you to write then? It wasn't it wasn't too long because I had a lot of help. I got a lot of help from my wife, who's a really good editor, and two or three other friends who are very good, either editors or proofreaders. So it took about a year. Mm, yeah. As we kind of mentioned earlier, the lockdown would have definitely helped. And would it have taken longer without that, do you think? I think so, yeah. I think I would have been quite easily distracted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's for sure. And has your schedule changed at all during lockdown? Yes, it's changed a lot. I've... Mm. I've been much less busy. And when I have been busy, it's been me sort of choosing to be busy because right. I've been focusing on on getting, on first of all, writing the book and, and getting it edited and now on getting it out there. Yeah. And so a lot of my time now is, you know, calling up people like you and trying to get radio interviews and podcasts and yeah. putting it out on social media. But that's, I can choose when I do that. So that's mm. nice. Yeah. And how does a change of routine affect you mentally then? That's a great question. Um, I think in general, if I keep my stress levels fairly low, then a change in routine is fine. I think the sort of the, the danger for me is if I start to get a bit stressed or if I start to feel overwhelmed and I don't back off. Yeah. So yeah. basically, if lockdown was the complete opposite, where you went from doing nothing to everything, that would be a bad scenario. I, I would I would, I would, <laughs> I would, struggle with that. Yeah. And I would become very grumpy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that would probably be even worse because a lot of people would not like that at all. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So what do you like to get up to in your free time when you're not writing books? I love watching rugby. I'm, oh. a, I'm a big fan of the Scottish rugby team. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I watch a lot of rugby. I listen to a lot of rugby podcasts. I have a pretty gentle life, really. I just spend time with my wife and friends, go to coffee shops or yeah. go out for a meal or have a meal. Um, not nearly as exciting as it was 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And of course, you've written other books as well, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wrote a book about eight years ago called The Broke Who Broke Free because yeah. I used to be a sales trader at, at a big investment bank called Merrill Lynch in London and New York. And I also worked at another one in, in Canary Wharf called Morgan Stanley and it's my story you know I was a young man I wanted to make as much money as I could as quickly as I could because then I thought I could buy a place on the beach in Thailand and be happy but it didn't quite go to plan because I got more and more miserable working and although I was starting to make better and better money I was getting more and more unhappy Mm. and so eventually I quit and I had for I wouldn't call them near-death experiences they weren't Mm. quite that dramatic but they were brushes with death and learn to meditate after that kind of suddenly realized gosh i've got to do something different with my life yeah and then became a monk and spent 20 years traveling the world helping people to find peace yeah that's incredible Mm. and what's it like being a monk 
it's really nice. It's it's yeah. really because it's not a religious monk, so I'm not mm. sort of tied to a belief system. It's a, a monk who's dedicated my life to finding more peace and happiness and helping other people find that if they're if they're interested. So yeah. it's not very evangelical, which is rather nice. Yeah. So if it's not religious, is it kind of like not even the stereotypical image of a monk then? Not really. The, the, yeah. the part about it that's really monk-like is the fact that I've made this dedication and it's a, it's a serious dedication that I try to honour every day. Yeah. That's really the monk part of it. Yeah. Um, the, the rest of it is more just living as a, an increasingly happier and more peaceful person mm. uh, as long as I can sort of control the bipolar and enjoying that so really sort of enjoying life however it comes to me yeah so have you got any more books coming up after this one yeah well i've got one called no rest for the wicked which is a Mm. which is a fiction it's a sort of crazy love story about a young couple uh, who who are very unlikely young couple who fall in love and they get mixed up Mm. with uh with um organized crime and lots Uh. and lots of crazy characters it's a, it's a humorous book yeah. and it's called No Rest for the Wicked and hopefully will be ready within the next few weeks. Yeah, hopefully. That sounds exciting. But in the meantime, where are we able to check out your book, Befriending Bipolar? You can check it out on Amazon. It's, it's had quite a few reviews. It's only been out a couple of months and it's had about 30, so that's good. Wow. Check it out there and see what people think. Yeah, and they're all five stars as well. Actually, I think so far they're all five stars, but yeah. I'm sure a few of those come from people I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. And some of them are real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've opened up 100 Amazon accounts and given it five stars. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the show. It's been great having you here. Well, thank you. It's been really nice talking to you. Thank you for asking such great questions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound The Toby Gribbon Show